0: All right, so let's pray, and we'll get uh, we'll get rock and roll. Father God, I love you. I thank you for today. I thank you for uh, just being able to come in here and have a good time. Uh, Lord, I thank you for uh, the country that we live in. We truly are blessed. Um, Lord, we see things that go on around the world, and um, you know we've even been some places around the world. And um, Lord, the fact that you uh, and your sovereignty have. Um, Placed us uh, where we're at uh, in the time that we're at. We truly are blessed, uh, Lord. So I pray that as uh, we have a day uh, today just to recognize our, our country and our freedom, that we wouldn't take that uh, lightly, uh, the sacrifice that people have paid uh, to give us the freedom that we have. And uh, Lord, I pray that we would use that freedom not just to uh, have a good time, but it would be to get the gospel where it needs to go on time, that we would be a, a living sacrifice for you, uh, Lord. So uh, I do pray that you just uh, keep us all safe. Uh, Today and this weekend we would have an awesome time together uh, Just in the different fellowships that we have going on I do pray uh, for those in the the Kingdom Seekers meeting Lord That you would just continue to use people to uh, just fill in the ranks And and take care of the lambs and feed the lambs Lord And uh, Lord I do pray that you just speak to us today as we wrap up uh, Romans chapter 15 That we would just uh, get some things out of these basic uh, just uh, instructions lord that we could take and, and use in our life and uh, I pray that you would just get the honor and the glory from everything that's said uh, and taught and and uh, this that's just done this morning in Christ's name amen all right so if you got your Bibles open up to romans 15 we're going to finish this thing up today and so uh, just kind of a uh, as a way of um, some people just kind of like to know where we're going, right? And some people are like, I don't care. I'm just in the car. Just take me where we're going. But uh, I've kind of been trying to think through because um, Paige and I and, and our family are in and out throughout the rest of the summer, you know, trying to, you know, do family stuff and we're going on vacation and whatnot. And so we're going to finish Romans 15 today uh, and then we're out next week. Um, and then we, uh, we've we got two weeks um, that we'll be back before we leave for vacation. Uh, And so my plan is to, because Romans 16 is pretty basic, so uh, for those next two weeks we will uh, finish Romans chapter 16, right? And so that will be finishing the teaching of Romans, and that will get us into August. We're gone for a couple weeks uh, on vacation, uh, pray for no hurricanes uh, in Texas, right? Because it would be really a bummer to, that was just, you know, that's just how things work sometimes. But anyway, I mean, just don't. Nick did point out I think it was Nick that pointed out he was like, So y'all are going to the beach on Shark Week, right? No, I wasn't. Oh, it wasn't you? No. Who was he? Somebody yeah, said that. Right, no, 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 no. Huh? It was Chris. Huh? It was Chris. yeah, I think it was Chris. Yeah, it was Chris. <laughs> yeah. It's just the way it works. <laughs> but, anyway, well, yeah, so anyway, uh, but anyway. Yeah. So no, anyway, but anyway, yeah, that's not. So anyway, so we will uh, we'll be gone a couple weeks, and then um, I want to take two weeks in August and kind of just do a review of the Book of Romans. We've spent a lot of time over a year uh, going through Romans, and just kind of want to. And I don't want to drag it out, but I do want to take two weeks um, and just kind of overview it one more time, put a bow on this thing, and kiss it goodbye. Right, (laughs) send it on its way, and then see what happens next. And I'm still praying about where where we're going next and everything. But anyway, I say all that to say, if you've got like questions that are like. So we talk through this, we talk through this, and it's just like, I I still don't piece this together just right. That would be a really good time for you to, in those two weeks, you know, ask a question and just be like, I I really want some clarification on this or anything, and so I want to take those couple weeks uh, and do that, and then that'll get us into... So that'll be the 15th of the 27th. Yeah, and then that'll get us into, yeah, because after that, there's a fabulous fifth that gives us another break, and then we get into September, and we can get rocking and rolling on something new, so anyway... The summer's flying by. I'll just say that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Next, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's just uh, basic instruction for you know kind of what's happening, where we're going, where we're headed, for all that. So anyway, Romans fifteen is where we're at. We've been going through these you know basic instructions as we begin to prepare for landing. Paul's kind of like the pilot of the plane, and he's like, man, we've been we've been flying over the ocean for a long time, hitting a lot of stuff, and now we're we're coming in for a landing. The pilot jumps on the little intercom, and he's like, hey. Wake up, put your stuff away, get ready for landing. we got things, you know, you know just basic things, kind of like what happens on an airplane. I'm not going to give you the same analogy that I've given you for two weeks in a row. So anyway, so that's kind of going on, and we've been going through these basic instructions, and the ones we've seen so far, they're, they're super basic, guys. Uh, please yourself, uh, or please others, <laughs> please others before you please yourself, not yourself first, right? Uh, Sam's going to be like, did you know what Jason taught us today? No. Uh, please always before you please yourself. Uh, number two, be like-minded according to Christ. Not just because you like to do the same things, but because we have something bigger, uh, that is inside of us. Uh, number three was glorify God regardless of circumstance. You can go back and get these on the recording, so I don't have time to reteach them. Uh, number four, abound in hope, admonishing one another. If you are living, abounding in hope, it's just natural for you to, in turn, you know, admonish your, your brothers in Christ when you do that, sisters in Christ. Number five, be the minister of Jesus Christ. Not be a minister, but be the minister of Jesus Christ. Number six, fully preach the gospel. Right? Fully. All the time. Not just a little bit. Not just, well, I kind of do, right? But fully do that thing. Brian, you're going to have to get out of his way. He's got crutches, man. He's not going to hurdle you. Fully preach the gospel. Number seven. That's the one we ended on last week, and I want to kind of circle back around and hit this because it ties into the next one. Uh, preach to those who don't know. And let's just pick up uh, in verse twenty because this is kind of what who we or how we ended last week, and then so uh, there's ten of these, and so I want to get through them. So uh, verse twenty. So he's been going through all this, and I'm not to read the whole chapter, but verse twenty, Paul says, "Yea, so have I strived to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build upon another man's." Foundation, but as it is written, to whom he was not spoken of, they shall see, and they uh, that have n- uh, not heard shall understand. Um, so that's what he's talking about. He's like, you need to make sure you are preaching to those who don't know. We don't go out uh, to the park today on Fourth of July just to hang out with all of our you know saved buddies, right? The the goal is to get the gospel to somebody who doesn't already have it, right? We don't go on mission trips just to hang out with our saved friends in different locations. Although those are fun things to do. I love going to London and hanging out with Brian Clark. He's one of my favorite people in the world because he's just like, he's, he's Brian Clark. I mean, if you don't like Brian Clark, there's something wrong with you, man. The, the guy's got the the coolest, dry sense of humor that is, I'm like, it's just perfect. Anyway, it uh, has nothing to do with anything. But, yeah, so, uh, you know, we don't go to these places just to hang out. We go for a purpose, and that is to get the gospel to somebody who doesn't already have it, Right? the mom was coming out on Jody. She's, I was going to watch him try. I was going to see if he could do it. Well, my mom doesn't do that. She makes me just hob. <laughs> she makes me just hob. Oh, yeah. She broke her foot a couple years ago and I didn't help her very much. Oh. Pay back. Pay back, buddy. <laughs> that's how it works. So anyway, we got to get the Gospel to those who don't know. So that's kind of where we ended up. And So I just want to read the rest of the chapter to you because that one kind of ties into the next one. So uh, verse 22 So Paul's kind of wrapping this whole thing up. This is what he does at the end of his books, and he's kind of just giving you some instructions. I'm going to read this, and I want you to kind of let me know what he's talking about. So he says, For which cause I have also been much hindered from coming to you, but now, having no more place in these parts, and having a great desire these many years to come unto you, uh, whensoever I take my journey into Spain, I will come unto you, for I trust to see you in my journey, uh, and to be brought on my way uh, thitherward by you, if first I be somewhat filled with your company, but now I go into Jerusalem to minister unto the saints. For it hath pleased them of Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain contribution uh, for the poor saints which are at J- Jerusalem. It hath pleased them verily, and their debtors they are. Uh, for if the Gentiles have been made partakers of the spiritual things, their duty is also to minister unto them to the carnal things. When therefore I have performed this uh, and have sealed to them this fruit, where I will come by you unto Spain or into Spain. And I am uh, sure that when I come unto you, I shall come into the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. Now I beseech you, brethren, uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake, and for the love of your spirit, that you strive together with me in your prayers but to to God for me, that I may be delivered from them that do not believe in Judea, uh, and that my service which I have um, for Jerusalem may be accepted unto the saints, that I may come unto you with joy by the will of God, uh, and may with you be refreshed. Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. There's a lot of stuff there, right? There's a lot of just like, he's just trying to get some information across. So when you read that last little passage, like what in the world is Paul trying to say? Like he's got a lot of things. He's, so give me like something that I just read that is just like, what did he just say? Like what is what is the whole purpose of what he's trying to do? He's giving them some information. And I want you guys to get like the gist of the basics of what's going on before I get into like the teaching points of, of what, how we're going to finish this thing. So, like, what is he trying to say? He's, he's said a whole lot of different things in there. You were like, I don't know, I was just listening. You were reading it, right? All right, so I'll, I'll let you off the hook. So there's a lot of different things. So he's basically, he, he first he says, uh, verse 22, For which cause I have been hindered from coming to you. Paul has been trying to get to Rome for a long time. Paul's goal was to get to Rome way back when. I don't know if you remember in the book of Acts. His plan, he was headed to Rome when he got the Macedonian vision. Right? And basically, he gets this vision in the night and he's just like, the the Spirit of God's like, hey, I want you to go here. And he's like, uh, are you sure, Spirit of God? Because that's not an area we usually go. And he goes into Macedonia and Achaia, and he basically goes there and he, he preaches to all these different places, and all these Gentiles are getting saved. Right? Places that he wouldn't normally be accepted. It reminds me of Jesus, uh, with the woman at the well. Right? Not normally somewhere you must needs go, but he, he just did. And so, he goes to Macedonia, he's going to all these places, because he is the apostle to the Gentiles, and he's leading all these people to Christ, but what he's trying to say is, I've wore out my welcome here. Right? those who are going to hear it have heard it and those who didn't want to hear it uh they're after me that's basically what he's saying trying to give you the gist of what's going on because that's what he says in verse 23 he says but now having no more place in these parts right it's kind of like a kid who uh uh, is no longer a teenager right he's like 24 25 and he he uh he he's no longer as welcome at home he's like parents are like hey it's time for you to it's a fly, Bertie, right? He's like, I have no more parts in these places, right? Like, That's kind of what he said. And that, I've wore out my welcome, I think, is what he's trying to get at. He says, now I have a great desire these many years. To, I've, I've been trying to get there, but you know, the Spirit of God told me to come somewhere else. I'm just giving you the overview of what he is exactly saying. He says, whensoever I take my journey into Spain, uh, I will come unto you, for I trust to see my journey and be brought thitherward. Uh, if I be somewhat filled with your company. He's like, I'm trying to get there. That's my whole goal, but there's something else. He's like, but before I get there, I have to go to Jerusalem. Just just in case, I, I'm not coming right now. I'm on my way, but i got to make a detour to Jerusalem. Why? Well, that's he's getting ready to tell you why. Because, I'm not going to read it all, but he's like, because basically the saints, meaning the people who got saved in, in Macedonia and Achaia, right, the brothers in Christ, they have sent a gift, meaning a monetary gift to the poor. That's what he's talking about. He's like, I have a gift. I am the, the carrier of the money, and I have to get it there. I can't come to you first and just carry around these people's money. So that's what he's trying to say, is I am like, I've got, I'm carrying the bag, right? I don't know how much money I got, but I got this money I've got to take to Jerusalem, right? And i got to drop it off there. Why is Jerusalem a big point here? And this is kind of teach you, but I'm trying to get you guys the gist of what's going on. Jerusalem is where kind of the mother church is, right? And this is the Jewish church. This is they're predominantly Jewish. This is the church that Peter would be uh, the the pastor of, right? Peter's the apostle to the Jews. Paul's the apostle to the Gentiles. And if you read the book of Acts, there was kind of some uh, division there on how this whole thing was going to go down. Because and then they finally figured it out that it's okay. Yeah, it's okay that we have Gentiles. We'll send Paul and Barnabas out to take care of that stuff you read about kind of the the ins and outs of how that went down in the book of acts but anyway so paul is in the middle of what's going on here and he says okay i've been to macedonia and achaia all these gentiles we planted these churches all these gentiles have been getting saved right but now we've got to do something uh, now i've got to deliver they they got saved they're good with supporting the overall church right and so i'm going to sit we're going to send some money to the poor is what he says so he's got to now go back to jerusalem with this money Right? Because the church at Jerusalem was kind of like, I don't really know that we're in on this, but finally they decided after their little meeting in the book of Acts that, okay, it's fine that Paul goes and, you know, leads the, the Gentiles to Christ. Well, now that he's done that, now he's going to come back and he's going to have a gift. And basically, whether they accept this gift or not is their way of saying, yeah, we really are cool with these other churches being a part of this Christianity thing or not. Right? If he comes back and they're like, we don't want their money. That's their way of saying, "Nah, we, we don't associate with them." But if they accept this gift, it's kind of it's kind of like their way of saying, "We accept them into the body of Christ." And so that's what he's saying at the end of the chapter when he says, um, in verse thirty-one, he says, uh, "Pray for me that you know I make it there." And then he also says. Uh, that my service, meaning the money which I have for Jerusalem, may be accepted of the saints. Right? He's like, pray that they take this and they accept these people, right? That they really do keep their word on accepting the Gentiles into the body of Christ. That's what's going on here. So that's kind of he's given the people in Rome kind of a a, a a roadmap of how he's going about this. And so when you read that and you're like, what is he talking about? That's what he's talking about. He's been planting all these churches, right? The church of Ephesus, the church of uh, Galatia, all these different churches, right? He's planted all these churches and now he's he's wore out his welcome. He's moving on, but he's got to get to Jerusalem to drop off the money. Now, if you know anything about the life of Paul, um, he doesn't really make it, right? He gets to Jerusalem and things get pretty hairy pretty quick, right? Uh, Not so good, right? He ends up... um, it, not going to plan. But as of now, the plan is I'm getting to Rome and it's all going to be good. He does eventually get to Rome, it's just not on his terms, right? Uh, he's uh, he, he's wearing some handcuffs per se. Uh, he gets there, but it's not under the best of terms. And we'll kind of hit on some of that as I kind of wrap up the book of Romans and kind of give you how Paul ends his life and all that. But you know, his goal at this point is to, I'm going to Jerusalem, I'm going to drop off the money, things are going to be good, and I'm headed your way. Well, it doesn't end up that way, but that's the goal. So that's kind of where... If you're looking for, like, historical, like, what in the world's going on, you know, your, your Bible has, this is D2 stuff right here, three applications. There's doctrinal, historical, and inspirational, right? Doctrinal is like, what is the Bible trying to teach me, right? As far as you know, historical is like, what's going on, you know? Like if you were living there, that's what's happening. Inspirational is what can I take from this? Okay, so now let's get into inspirational because that's kind of how I like to teach. I want to make sure when you leave here, you've got something to put in your pocket because if you don't, then what? You know what's the point? So anyway, that's kind of the historical what's going on. So now you know what's happening. The, the point before is you got to preach to those who don't know, right? He says, we need to get the gospel where it needs to go. I don't want to build on another man's foundation. That's what he says, right? Okay, well, here's the next thing. Because... In case you didn't know this, and most of you do know this, and sometimes you know this, and you purposely, no, I I did say that, you purposely forget this, you have a responsibility to everybody around you. As a Christian, as a born-again believer, as somebody who has said, you know what, I'm all about the body of Christ, I'm going to do this, right? Um, The work of Christ. You have a responsibility to everybody you come in contact with. To the lost, it is point number seven. You've got to preach to those who don't know. Your responsibility to the lost is to get the word of God to them. Right? But you also have a responsibility to your brothers in Christ, to the body of Christ, and it's number eight. You need to minister to those who don't know. You've got to preach to those who you've got to preach to those who don't know. Get the word of God to those who don't know, but you need to minister to those who do know. Verse twenty two. "...for which cause I have also been much hindered to coming unto you, but now having no more place in these parts, and having a great desire these many years to come unto you, whensoever I take my journey into Spain, I will come unto you, for I trust to see you in my journey, and be brought on my way with other word, uh, if first I, uh, I be somewhat filled with your company." You have to preach to those who don't know. You've got to get the Word of God to those who don't have it, but you have a responsibility to those who do know. And when I say no, I'm talking about no Christ. You have to minister to those who do know. What does that mean? I do expect an answer this time. Like when I say you got to minister to people, what does that mean? It's like man. when they need help. Yeah, I mean like, anything. It is what we do. So we talked about this the other day. Like sometimes we get so busy with our church things that it's like I don't have time to do the evangelism things. And it's like I get it, right? Sometimes we're so busy about church stuff, right? A couple weeks ago we had VBS and we were running hard and we're doing all this and we're doing all that and like today, you know, we're here and we got to go teach the little lambs and we've got to do this and we got to do that and it's like, that's all what we call ministry, right? Ministry and evangelism are completely separate but at the same time they're completely the same thing, right? Ministry is what we do to those inside the body of Christ, right? Uh, it is everything that we do here, Evangelism is everything we do out there. But you can't have one without the other. And the point is, you have to preach to those who don't know, but you need to minister to those who do know. God forbid that we get people saved, and we're like, okay, here's the church, I'm out. right? Because sometimes that's what happens. And then sometimes what happens is we don't ever go evangelize, and all we do is minister to each other. And it's like we we meet our felt needs, and we have a good time, and it's all for no more. The point is, you have to minister to those who do know. Somebody gets saved, what do you do? What are we gonna do? We're gonna disciple them. We're gonna train them up. We're gonna teach them every week. Right? Brian's gonna to preach to them every week. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna teach their kids. You know, we're gonna do all of these different things. We've got all these different Bible studies, we've got all these different things that we do. That is what we call ministry, right? It is opening your house. Saying, hey, come over and have dinner with me. Hey, come over and have coffee. Hey, come over and hang out. You know, it is all those different... You have to minister to those who do know. Because if all we do is say, hey, you need to get saved, and this is the downfall of the, the huge evangelists, right? The Billy Grahams of the world, which I, I'm, I got nothing against Billy Graham. He's got a lot of people, led a lot of people to the Lord. Their goal is to get the gospel into these people's hearts, right? And then they move on to the next one and the next one. There's got to be a way, and this is for those of you who plan on being a missionary later on in your life, and you're like, what? You know, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Like, The goal is to, as a missionary, get them the gospel, but then also have a place to plant them in, a church to plant them into, because when you do that, the church takes it from there, and then they minister. Okay, That's why you can't have one without the other. If all we're doing is leading people to the Lord, then you're going to have a bunch of baby Christians who, what, they backslide because they don't know any better. So we have to... Get the gospel to those who don't know, but then we also have to minister to those who do. We have to find a way to meet people's needs, right? Guess what? People don't get saved because their life was really awesome, right? You ever led somebody to the Lord that was just like, I don't know, everything's pretty good in my life right now, right? No, generally when people get saved, it's because like everything in my life is crumbling around me, and it's God's way of saying, hey, you need something different, and it's me. Okay, so. The, the the point of that is okay so now we've led these people to the lord they've come to the realization that my life's a mess and i can't do anything about it okay well here's jesus well that's awesome but now what that's where the church steps in that's where ministry steps in now we take your broken family now we take your broken marriage now we can take your broken you know child training you've got kids running the home right all, we can take all of that and we can do what we can give them the word of god and we can minister to them And get structure put back into place right? And so you have a responsibility Every one of you in here, young or old You have a responsibility to everybody in the world If they're lost, you need to get them the gospel If they don't accept it, that's not on you Don't, like, don't sweat it, that's not on you They will answer for that But you're the one who's going to answer if you didn't give them the gospel Okay? So you have a responsibility to the lost to get them the gospel You have a responsibility to everybody else To minister to them but what does that mean? It means just simply love them, man. Like, just do it. Like, I don't know why it's so hard. And that's what he's saying, man. I've been going and I've been preaching and I've been doing, but guess what? I've wore out my welcome. So now it's time for me to switch over to the minister ministry side of things, okay? Uh, the evangelism side, we, we've done that. Now I've got some things I've got to get done and I'm going to come and I'm going to minister unto you. That's what he's doing. Paul is the example here. Evangelism... Ministry, they go hand in hand. Okay, so that's what he's saying. So you have to preach to those who don't know. You got to minister to those who do know. M- number nine, verse twenty-five. You got to keep the basic things basic. And I'll tell you what I mean by that in a minute. You got to keep the basic things basic. Sometimes we don't keep the basic things basic. We try to overcomplicate things. You ever done that, right? Uh, Nick's like just mow straight lines back and forth. Like, why are we like doing this thing right here? Like straight lines. You know, it doesn't matter what you do. You have to keep the basic things basic. Because if you try to make the basic things hard, then it's like the hard things are just like, oh my gosh, it's like math now. You know, we don't do math. Okay, verse 25. He says, But now I go to Jerusalem to minister unto the saints. I already talked to you about what that meant. For it hath pleased them of Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain contribution for the poor saints which are at Jerusalem. Meaning, they sent some money, I've got to take it to them. Verse 27, It pleased them verily, and their debtors they are. For the Gentiles have been made partaker of the spiritual things. Their duty is also to minister in the carnal things. Uh, wherefore, I have performed this and uh, sealed to them this fruit. I will come unto you in Spain, and I am sure that when I am coming to you, I shall come into the fullness of the blessing of, of the gospel of Christ. So basically, he's like, Hey, I was there... They they took of the spiritual things, meaning the gospel of Christ, and now it is their responsibility to also like chip in on this thing. It's no different than being a part of the body of Christ. And this is my way of like making this apply to you. Okay? You gotta keep the basic things basic. We roll into church, right? And we like HBF, right? That's why you all come back. You, know, you must at least like the people on Passpoint because that's why you all come back. It ain't got nothing to do with me, right? But the point is, you're a partaker of the things, right? The spiritual things. You're here every week for what? Not only to see your friends, but to hear Brian preach. You're here every week for what? Because I want my kids to get taught the Word of God. You're here every week for what? Because of the ministry that goes on here. That's why you come back. You are a partaker of the spiritual things. You're getting something out of this whether you believe it or not. Like that's why you come back. If you weren't getting something out of it, you know, maybe for a week or two, you would still come back. But if if month after month you weren't getting anything out of this, you wouldn't come back. That's just not. That's not what we do. It's it's not human nature to do that. You're getting something from this. That's why you come here. Correct. Like that's why I come here. It's. I mean, yes, I love seeing y'all's beautiful faces. Right. But like, uh, I I like seeing my wife's beautiful face too. I can do that at home. So it's like at some point, like I come here because. Uh, I am a partaker of the spiritual things. So, the same way that those of Macedonia and Achaia, like, they were a partaker, so now they have a responsibility to what? <clears throat> to chip in to what the body of Christ. Like, I don't know if you knew this or not, the lights, they don't just, like, the city of Harrisonville or whoever does the power here, like, they're not just like, oh, yeah, you all church, we're going to pay your power bill for you. Like, that's not how this works, right? I don't know if you knew this or not, but Pastor Brian, he's just not like, he wasn't just born wealthy, and he's like, you know what, I'm just not, I'm just going to, I'm gonna pastor this church, and I don't want paid none of nothing for it. Like, at the end of the week, I like to get paid. I don't know about y'all. Like, paycheck is nice. Like, we do a lot of work for a lot of different people, and it's kind of a joke that Tyler and I have. And it's like, at the end of the day, like, I like to get paid. My kids like to eat. Right? I, I, I like to do stuff. Like, that's why I do this. Like, I enjoy what I do. I love doing what I do. Like, but at the end of the day, it's like I do it for a reason. Like, it is it's money guys that's just the way that's how it works so no different like the things that the church they don't just uh, people aren't just like oh it's a church we're just going to do that for free like it costs money the point is you're a partaker of the spiritual things you're also going to need to at some point uh, put your big boy pants on and be a, a a giver as well that's the point here like the baby Christians in Macedonia and Achaia like they got this they were like oh my gosh the word of God has changed my life the church is changing my life. Now we have a responsibility to that. Like, if nobody gives, guess what? The lights go out. So, I say all that to say, here's an example of basic Christianity giving. Right? It's as basic as it gets. Like they're a partaker of the spiritual things. Now you need to, they they understand. There's there's a necessity of doing the other thing. Right? The thing that nobody likes to talk about. Like I ain't scared to talk about your money. That's part of it. You know, one of the the most basic lessons. Nick and Kendra are getting ready to get this if we ever get I into, it. Say, <laughs> into it. Right. One of the one of the most basic things uh, when we went through the, the lesson on giving when we went through D one and it was it was earth shattering to me because I had always had this twisted mindset of the church was after your money right as as a lost man that was the only thing I ever thought the church was after your money the church was after your money. And so I get saved and like I'm eating up all this stuff and it was like changing my life but I still you know we may have been like so there's two kinds of givers right there's tithers or there's tippers right you either tithe or you tip right it's like depending on how good a service you got that week that's how much you're going to tip right that's that's just the basics of it right I'm not saying I'm just saying there's tithers. so it shouldn't matter what kind of service you have got. No different than the, the chick at Applebee's, right? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna tip her the same amount whether the service was great or not because the next time I come I don't want her to spit in my food. Like that's just the way that it is. That's the way I look at it. Y'all can do it however you want, but that's just me. Like they see my food before I ever do. Like there's that's worth something to me. Anyway, it has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Going through D1, I've got this twisted mindset on like I don't want to. I don't want the church to just like be sucking money off of me like they do because that's my mindset. And the guy who was discipling me, uh, he told me this. He was like, you know what? Um, he was giving me his philosophy on how how they do their tithing. And you know, some people are like they really want to see where their money's going. It's like I, I tithe. I want to know where it's going. And we do that once a year. They do a financial update. You can see where every penny of any giving was it went because everything at HBS is completely above board. They're not trying to hide nothing. But well, one of the things that Roger told me that was just mind mind blowing to me, and it, and it took me a while to get it. And it's just like it's the most simplistic thing ever. He was like, you know what? I could like write my check, or I could give them cash, you know, and, and my tithe, and I could and I could t- I could watch them take this, and they could light it on fire in front of me. And he's like, I wouldn't care a bit. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> Like, I like to see my money, I like to see something happen for my money. Right? We bought some fireworks yesterday. I'm like, that did not seem like, like, there was not a good return on investment. It didn't seem like, right? So, anyway, it's just the way it is. So, same things. People are like, I want to see something happen with my money, right? Roger, he was like, I don't care if they take my money and they burn it in front of me week after week after week. I'm going to continue to give. And I'm like, why? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I get it. I want to give to the church if, you know, we're we're doing ministry and we're seeing things happen. He's like, here's why. Because I'm commanded to do it. He's like, at the end of the day, if I give and they're bad stewards with it, that's not on me. That's on them. And God will judge that 100%. He will absolutely judge that, and that's on them. They will stand the the church, Pastor Brian, like they will stand before God and answer for that. He's like, I won't, because I'm going to stand before God, and God's going to be like, Oh, you were faithful to be obedient, right? And it's like, once I got that concept, and I was just like, Huh, I don't care what they do with the money. Like at the end of the day, if I start to see that week after week after week they're being a bad steward with the money, like then we might start thinking about, okay, let's maybe review where we go to church or you know the the stewardship but you know I don't I don't care right I don't care what they do with the money because I trust that God is bigger than all of that so the whole point here is keep the basic things basic sometimes we like we muddy up this whole Christianity thing with money we're so caught up with well they're doing this with the money and they're doing that with money like who cares like, God is the, God's the leader of this thing. And I have full faith in the fact that if they're going to be bad stewards with it, like, God brings lightning. I'll just, like, I'm a firm believer of that. Like, I am a firm believer in the fact that if I get so twisted up in sin and I'm trying to hide it, like, God brings lightning. And He will take care of things. Like, God has a way of doing those things. And so, keep the basic things basic. That's what He's trying to say. If you're a partaker of the spiritual things, you ought to be a partaker of the other things too. And that means, you know, the lights don't come on on their own. That's the whole point here. The baby Christians knew this in Macedonia and Achaia. And Paul was just the guy that was delivering the money. The point here is stop muddying up Christianity with money. It has nothing to do with that. Like, tithing isn't money, that was God's stuff first. Like, once you get that in your head, like, that was God's first. And if you're not doing it, that's on you. You're being disobedient, right? It's, it's no different than, like, you got a dog and you're like, hey, I want you to go outside to pee. And the dog's like, yeah, I will sometimes and sometimes I won't. Like, eventually you're going to be like, you got to go. Like, because you're not, like, you're not keeping up your end of the bargain here, okay? It's no different. Keep the basic things basic. And I, I'm, I don't really think I'm talking to anybody. I think tithing generally takes care of itself, but maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm just telling you, yes, sir. I think a lot of times the money that we're not tithing with. We're not very good stewards with it. No, generally, because I've even had these thoughts, like, you know, what if, you know, the what ifs, because that happens, like, what if I didn't tithe, like, so 10% of what I make, like, man, I could have a vehicle, right, I could have a boat, like, I'm like, this is like a payment for this, or it's a payment for that, like, that's not a good steward, like, not that those things are bad, but I'm just saying, like, stop with the what ifs, because that's what happens, it you don't ever do anything good with that money, anyway. I'm not, and generally, it's God's way of showing you that, hey, I can do way more with that little amount than you ever could, right? Like I could use that along with everybody else's that, and I can do something with it. You can take that little bit of money and you could pee it away and not even know it. So the point is, keep the basic things basic. I don't know how I spent so much time on this point, but it, it's basic, guys. So anyway, you got to keep the basic things basic. One more point. Any questions about, if you have any questions about giving or you're just like, I'm struggling with that, come and talk to me because I'm not like all about getting up in your grill about money, but, um, tithing is one of the most basic things. You know, when you finally get your mindset right on it, it's one of the most basic things. And it's liberating to not have to worry about it, to just like, it is what it is. It's not my money anyway. I fully believe, and this is just my mindset, I fully believe that if I quit tithing, then God is going to quit, like, like the phone will quit ringing. We own our own business, right? God brings the work. The phone rings. Like at any point, like I quit tithing, I, I fully believe that God's just gonna be like shut the tap off. I'm like okay, that's a problem, right? Uh, we like to eat still, right? Same same story. So I'm gonna continue to do just first fruits straight back to God, and I'm just gonna pray that the work just keeps coming, and I'm fine with that. That's my mindset on it. Hopefully that's your mindset. If it's not, we should talk. Anyway, last thing. I keep the basic things basic. Verse 30. Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit that you strive together with me in your prayers to God. This is his last like, basic instruction as he's bringing the plane in. Not a coincidence here that the last thing he wants you to hear in his basic instructions, right? Pray with me, right? you got to strive together in prayer, number 10. You've got to strive together in prayer. Basic instructions. He's like that you would... Uh, you would strive to with me with your prayers to God that I might be delivered from them that do not believe in Judea. He's like, so basically pray that uh, they don't kill me here. That's what he's trying to say. They are after me and they're not happy. Like they don't just want to put me in jail. They want to kill me. Right? So That's what he's trying to say. Uh, so pray that uh, they don't kill me uh, <laughs> that I may be delivered from them that do not believe and that my service which I have for them in Jerusalem be accepted The saints. I have two prayers. One is very physical. One is very... Uh, Spiritual, right? One, just pray that I don't die, right? Like I don't need to like be super healthy, but just pray that they don't kill me. And two, uh, pray that the church grows, right? Uh, the Gentile churches have sent money back to Jerusalem, the, the the predominantly Jewish church. Pray that they take it, and that this is the first sign of unity between the Jews and the Gentiles in the church, right? You gotta pray. Yes, for physical things. We pray, like sometimes we get caught and the only time we're praying is when somebody's sick, right? I'm praying for Wayne Arnie, I'm praying for Pastor Randy, I'm praying for these guys, different things going on. It's like, are we praying for spiritual things? Those are, uh, yeah, you should pray for those things, right? But don't get caught where you're only praying for the physical things. I think there's a really good template here. You need to pray for spiritual th- or physical things, yes. Pray that I don't die, right? But also pray that there's some spiritual things that happen as well, right? There's, that, that should be the case with anybody, right? Pray that these people, um, you know, that their marriage is healthy. Or pray that, you know, that, that the physical things are done. But also pray that, you know, God does something in their life. You know, we're going to go on vacation. Pray that we're safe while we travel, yes. Also pray that, you know, God refreshes our soul when we come back ready to do ministry, Right there, there should always be two sides to every prayer, and that's what he's saying there. He says uh, that I may come uh, unto you with joy by the will of God, and may with you be refreshed. Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. He's like, man, th- there's two sides to everything. He's praying for safety. He's praying for acceptance for his present ministry. Right? Like he, he is praying that hey that they'll accept this ministry, but he's also praying for fruitful future ministry. Like. That should be the that should be the mold here, right? Pray for the physical things, but also pray for the spiritual things as well. Because if it's lopsided one way or the other, it doesn't work out. I'm not saying, I'm just saying it just doesn't work out. So that's Romans chapter fifteen. Jonathan. Huh? Well, I mean, that's all right. What? <laughs> she said, It's all good. <laughs> that's Romans fifteen. Uh, there's a lot there, right? And this isn't like earth-shattering stuff, but there's a lot of basic stuff there. And I pray that y'all do take something from it and y- you could use it. Um, if you've got any questions, let me know. We'll jump into chapter 15 uh, in two weeks, or chapter 16, I'm sorry, and we'll wrap up the book of Romans, then we'll do some review. And um, Romans has been really good for me um, to teach through, and so I pray that you guys have got something out of it. And uh, so we'll go from there. So let's pray. Sorry, a couple minutes over. Um, don't blow any fingers off today, right? Try to keep all, all ten of them. Um, and so but, <laughs> Put it reverse, Terry I mean, you can't I know a guy Right? Oh, Lord <laughs> <laughs> Back up Back up, Put it in Let's pray Father God, I love you Thank you for today Thank you for um, Just being able to laugh, Lord And um, Christianity is serious, Lord We do have a responsibility To everybody who's around us Whether they're lost or they're saved But uh, It is fun To get together with people Who are like-minded And um, Just laugh And um Just simply rejoice in the fact that we've got something uh, that is uh, eternal. Uh, it, we're not bound to this uh, the happiness of this life and uh, Lord I do pray that we really grasp that that we know that you know we've got something bigger and it's you so I pray that you would just uh, keep us safe today as we go out and do the, the things that we're going to do and that you would just uh, really use us uh, to be ministers of the gospel uh, as we do it so uh, send us out this week as lights in a dark world uh, I thank you for the book of Romans and just the basic instructions in chapter 15 I pray that you know, we could take these and put them in our lives and uh, just apply them Lord so I pray this all